Hey, welcome back, everybody. It's time again. One of our more popular shows this week with Wendy. The only show where you'll find real talk about the real SoCal estate of mind. Boy, is that true in this show. Your host is, of course, Wendy Ross, who, after decades of working in real estate brokerages in the Silicon Valley and Orange County, decided it was time to create a different real estate business model. And so she did. That's when Veracity Real Estate was born. She thought the time was right for a renewed commitment to bespoke client advocacy at all price levels, something you seldom see available with other high-cost markets. Wendy's built a company of data-driven real estate investment advisors who are truth seekers and truth tellers, sometimes even uh, crystal ball readers here. So what's in your crystal ball today, Wendy, here? I think I'm going to make you wait for it, Paul. <laughs> you gave me a tease about what this show is, and I'm telling you, nobody turned this one off. Nobody turned this one off I know. Right do not leave. Saying. Do not leave your radio station or your computer or wherever you are. Yeah. No, I think this is certainly the most interesting guest to date, and she may end up setting the benchmark. She may be the most interesting and, and guest And that's saying ever. a lot, because you've had some really... I thought there'd be a lot of people talking about the mechanics of home buying and what goes in, and there's been that. Yeah. Uh, but there's also been some really creative, out-of-the-box thinking about what what is a home, and what do we put into our home these days, and how do we make it a home? I'm glad you think so, because that's, that's really been my impetus. You know, it's not just four walls, so... We need to share what we know and share things that perhaps people are thinking about and don't realize the rest of us are talking about as well. So it makes it more fun. Absolutely. You know, for example, like one of the shows you were talking about, uh, gyms and, mm-hmm. and how people are really, that's a priority now more and more, or certainly home offices and stuff. Sure. They're looking for these things. They're maybe building these things into their homes and stuff. And today, boy, we're going to talk about some other areas that probably people are thinking, but they're not haven't articulated before here so anyway with that i'll let you jump i know you got to do a market analysis first there well you know that of course I mean, you can always count on me for market analysis and and my my stock and trade is i bring market analysis that you can't find anywhere else um but you also know you can count on me to make living in your home the best experience of your life which is exactly what we're talking about the whole point of our guests is to enrich how we live in our homes and to perhaps expand some horizons got me excited i hear the music again. all right <laughs> Oh, God. Well, and let's be real. I mean, one of the best places in any home, if you're lucky enough, uh, is the bedroom. And so that's why my guest today is Tiffany Yelverton. And you are in, my dear Paul, for a mind-blowing conversation. Uh, You know, I'm an old guy here. I don't know if I'm ready for this conversation here today. (laughs) Just sit back, relax, breathe. So I know you and I know her, but for everyone who's listening, Tiffany is the founder and chief sexinista of Entice Me Soirees and Sexy Survivors. She's based in Long Beach, California. So Tiffany, welcome. Hi, Wendy. Thank you so much for having me. I just love you. I, I love do. you too. So Tiffany is known as the sex toys scientist and the orgasm guru in to many in the medical field. I mean, she's actually quite well known. Her mission is to facilitate provocative conversations about sex, self-love, confidence, and relationships to close the pleasure gap, which is the reason that we're here today. We're talking about closing the pleasure gap. Her goal is to educate and entice people to have a more pleasurable, fulfilling, and healthy sex life. So as a master sex coach, she facilitates workshops, luxury retreats, private sexy soirees, and of course, individual consultations. 
So Tiffany has helped men and women connect with themselves at their sexual core to feel sexier in and out of the bedroom. And it's empowering when you're connected that way. And she's going to help us understand what that connection means. Um, so I can't wait to jump into that particular conversation. But Tiff, if you'll indulge me for just a minute, I have a tradition. I kick off every week with doing a quick weekly recap. So here we are. This is what happened last week, people. We had 305 new active listings come onto the market. That was a 9% increase over the week before. Absolutely normal, consistent trend for January. We like to see that. Although 433 listings went into escrow last week. That is a 59% increase over the week before. What does that tell us? Massive, massive appetite. The consumption of the inventory is still voracious. We sold 406 homes. That was down 15%, but honestly, it's just because there weren't that many to sell. We're, we're going to see a huge uptick in this the next week when these that are in escrow begin to close. There were only eight days on market on median so far for the last week. That's down 10%, so they're selling incredibly fast. And as we discussed last week and the week before, the normal time on market for Orange County has been between 35 to 45 days. So when it only takes eight days to sell a home, it's an incredibly hot market. It's incredibly hot. The median price has been fairly stable in the mid 900s. It was at 947.5 last week. That was only down 2% from the week before. We're going to see this bob up and down as we go through the market through the weeks. The list price to close price ratio was 102%. So again, the median price is holding really strong. And overall, we're selling homes at or above asking price. So it's almost boring. It's an incredibly, incredibly hot market. And again, because people keep asking me about distress sales. Yes, there are some distress listings. There's four. There's four in Orange County. Two are bank-owned foreclosures. And I found this interesting People, this is not about COVID. These two bank-owned foreclosures, one started the foreclosure process in 2008 and the other in 2013. So no, these people just kicked the can down the road for years and years and years until they ran out of rope. And here we are having two bank-owned foreclosures. The other two are notices of default. No, there's no short sales because short sale would mean that they owe more to the bank than the property's worth and the market's so hot that doesn't exist anymore. So the only other two are very small homes and if you want one, one's in San Juan and one's in Laguna Woods, give me a call. Okay, that's it. That's boring. So moving on to the last boring part of our talk today, um, let's talk about the bedroom, which is far more exciting. So that brings me back to Tiffany. Tiffany, let's talk about how your bedroom surroundings, because we're going to try to make this about real estate a little bit. How do your bedroom surroundings affect your relationships? Oh, it's so huge. I think it's probably the most important thing when you're looking at a home that you feel comfortable in your bedroom and that you want to spend time there. If you don't want to spend time there, one, you're not going to get a restful sleep. Mm -hmm. You're not going to want to spend time with your partner or yourself in that space mm -hmm. and so looking at things like one having enough space you might also want to even consider having an extra bedroom so that you can get away if you need to or if one person's sick and isolating or anything like that too we haven't dealt with any of that this year none <laughs> no one's had to isolate <laughs> from anyone so that's a great example so having a backup bedroom as it were so Many times I'm finding, especially in, in today's market, it's getting so expensive. People are having a very difficult time buying as big a house as they would ideally want. So do you have suggestions, perhaps, if there isn't an extra bedroom, how to carve out an intimate extra space? And can you do double duty with some spaces? 
yeah, absolutely. You could have an area if you had a, a rec room or an area that you could have a futon or mm-hmm. a um, hide-a-bed couch where you can, you know, get away because if one person is sick or one person snores or one thing that as people age more and more people want to sleep in separate beds that's interesting so back to the i love lucy sort of phenomenon i always thought it was so weird when my grandparents slept in twin beds but Mm -hmm. i totally understand it because i like to sleep alone and that is not something i would have thought would come from a sexanista i thought you would say the opposite like no 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 you have to be in the same bed you have to figure it out but sometimes you do need your own time in your own space so you can bring more to each other Mm -hmm. well when you don't have any space apart, especially during the pandemic and when we've been home, it doesn't give you the opportunity to miss the person and to create desire. Have you been hearing a lot of that from people? Absolutely. Interesting. And I'm wondering, do you think that the pandemic forcing us to be um, cloistered together, if you will, is that hurting relationships? Yes. Divorce rates are going to be at the highest they've ever been. So when when people are finding themselves in in crisis in their relationships and 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 I know you know that when we you and I talk about relationships it doesn't have to be man woman it's it's anybody who's in an intimate relationship when they're starting to feel things hitting a bad spot what can they do to to improve it communication is key but also just you know back to the bedroom a little bit is keeping your electronics out of there keeping that space sacred and luxurious and sexy so that you want to be there and that you're not distracted by tv or your phone and that you're actually spending time with each other when you're there wow so do you advocate getting alarm clocks and putting the phones in another room altogether absolutely see i live and die by my phone my phone is by my bed me too but i'm really working on it because a lot of people even sleep with their electronics in their bed or fall asleep. And that's a, ba- a subconscious barrier between you and your partner. How is that? Because it's there in the bed, so it's creating like a third entity, mm-hmm. as well as just all of the EMFs and all of the radiation that come from our devices. Mm-hmm. It disrupts sleep and gives us more like that anxiety as well. It would seem like it would be physically unhealthy for all those reasons. And and you hear tell now, at least I've been hearing, um, a, a good friend of mine has brain tumors and she said that her neurologist and her doctors think that it's because of the, the cell phone being on her head all the time. So logically having it in bed would be a very bad idea in terms of, of health. But I hadn't thought about it being almost a distracting entity um, and that makes sense to me. Like when I am out dining at restaurants and I see a couple across the table uh, or across the room and they're at the table with each other and they're both on their phones. And I think what a barrier that is between mm-hmm. them. So it makes sense the same in the bedroom. And and so how how do you as a coach get people to talk about that? About when people have gotten to a place where they're not communicating anymore, how do you spark conversation with them or get them to start it themselves? It really helps to have a coach to facilitate and to kind of mediate those conversations Mm -hmm. to just get them started because sex and intimacy isn't something that we were taught how to speak about or how to communicate about. And especially for a lot of us, we have so much shame Mm -hmm. around even the thought of enjoying it when really it's the count 
key component to a relationship. If you don't have a good sexual relationship, you can't be the best of everything else that you want to be. Well, and I know in my own experience, when I've been in relationships and we're hitting a tough spot, um, I I pull back and I isolate myself to protect myself from whatever mm-hmm. it is that, that I think is hurting me. So I, I would imagine that's fairly common that in relationships, you end up with one person who, you know, who, who wants it and the other person not so much. How do you help them bridge that gap? How can they address that difference in need or want? Or? Well, be mindful of your partner, not just about your own needs, mm-hmm. but you know, one we hear about one person being that more pursuer and the other person kind of being the withdrawer. And naturally, I think our mind goes to, oh, the the masculine or the man is going to be that pursuer. But I'm actually, it's I'm hearing it so much the other way that women are wanting more sex and their partners are not. And a lot of it comes down to body image and sexual function and again so taboo we don't talk about it that's fascinating and i can't imagine it would be easy for um, a gentleman to talk about body image or body shame issues or aging or not performing or whatever it's got to be a really nuanced conversation i how how long has it taken you to to craft up the approach to that conversation with someone it always is like a step, you know, you're kind of tiptoeing around, mm-hmm. but it just has to be something that we normalize. And right. in society, we need to normalize it because it's so important. Destigmatizing it. Incredible. I, I, I can't imagine having that conversation with my own partner. I mean, and, and to be giving enough to to step into someone else's relationship and help each individual unpack whatever it is and perhaps put aside the things that really aren't useful or helpful and help them find what is so they can reconnect it's it's an incredibly beautiful thing and i've had the privilege of hearing you speak about that and and how it's life-changing well and it's you know we i think one of the biggest things that you can do in a relationship is one of the guided my favorite books is the four agreements and not taking anything personally Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. that if you really love the person then you can figure it out right so a lot of my couples when we go back to that pursuer withdraw once the pursuer starts asking more and then the the other person turns them down more and then they get kind of like that ptsd like i'm not going to ask anymore yes and so coming up with little not little, but a token or something that you can do to let your partner know it's a safe time to ask or it's a good time to have that conversation. Creating the safe environment for it. You know, like I wear that, the vibrating necklace uh-huh. a lot. We've actually talked about it on the radio here before that, you know, oh, if one person wears that, then it's like, oh, it's safe to ask me for sex tonight or I'm in the mood or let's have that conversation that I'm usually not open to having. So visual cues. Or a little like um, like stone by the bed or a remote control to your favorite toy, things like that. That's fantastic. Now it, it's, it's not just about sex and it's not just about intimacy. Something that I really want you to share with people is that you, you taught me 
through your your various lectures, you taught me that, especially for women, when we are more connected to our bodies, when we are more accepting of our bodies, we actually make more money. We do. Share that. So when we self-pleasure, it activates the same hormones and chemicals that are released when you have partnered sex. However, when you create that orgasm yourself, one, as women, we're much more likely to have an orgasm by ourselves because Mm -hmm. we know our bodies, we know what it takes, and we're not timid about, we don't have to share those things with someone else. It's a lot less conversation, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's something, I think it's the ultimate self-care, but also those same chemicals and neurochemicals are all released, Mm -hmm. and instead of creating that emotional tie and bond to someone else, it creates self-love for yourself. And it allows you to actually, um, one of the chemicals that's released is testosterone, which helps to block pain receptors in your body. Mm -hmm. So you can actually do things and ask for things that you wouldn't normally do. So if you're nervous about being on a podcast or going on stage, you know, have an orgasm first and your nerves are going to be calm and you can do whatever you that is fantastic. And I, I remember you had said there was some statistical data that showed that when women in particular pleasured themselves and they exercised healthy self-love before they went and asked for a raise, they got it more often and they got more, a larger raise, more often, literally earned more money. I've had, cu- I've had clients that have gotten up to $10,000 more just by already have had a negotiation and then switched it up, had an orgasm, went back in for a new conversation and got a lot more money. Well, I, I think it goes without saying that I'm going to be practicing this before every negotiation. So. <laughs> Plus, you look better. It smooths your skin. You know, you have that healthy glow. See, see, people, when you see me glowing, you'll know exactly why it is. So, But, n- but not just making more money. I mean, when, when you have a, a healthy relationship with your body, with yourself, and with your partner, you're going to have a more fulfilling life overall. And selfishly, I, I can't help but look at my world. I mean, they say buying a house, getting married, and, and losing someone are the most stressful things a human being can endure. So buying a house is incredibly stressful. Mm-hmm. How does having improved intimacy help that? I call sex life's lubricant. I love that. Because when your intimate life is going really well, all those everyday gnawing irritations and little stressors just are smoothed out. Wow. If you think about it, like when you're really having a great time with your partner intimately and you're having lots of sex that it doesn't matter if the laundry is done or if the trash is taken out if the dishwasher's loaded properly you're just all giddy and happy around each other i and love that buying a house like you should be getting laid all the time so that you, <laughs> you can deal with the stress because it is stressful especially in the market that we're in today it's incredible you know the if you're a buyer you know make sure that you're connecting still and not just worrying about the future, that you stay present in the moment and enjoy your partner. That is so true. And and please, anybody out there, if you're working with me or not, and you're buying a house, breathe, stay connected, stay really connected to your partner because this is an arduous, arduous journey right now. And you nailed it, no pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and talk to each other, like communicate and don't be afraid to say, you know, this bedroom doesn't seem quite right to me. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I had one one client many years ago, and I adore them. And they were both, um, they are both very cerebral, very academic people. And after looking at homes for a while, you know, we became more comfortable and more relaxed together. And the gentleman turned one day and said, yeah, the pole can go right here. And he wasn't kidding. And I was like, oh my God, A, I've arrived. He's comfortable talking about the stripper pole for his wife. And and yay for them, they're going to install a stripper pole. I was I was. St- I was actually honored to be in their company. I'm like, these are the coolest human beings I've ever known. You know, they're hugely accomplished professionally. They're brilliant people. They're both academics. And they clearly had a a healthy sex life. So apparently it was working for them. I want it to work for everyone. I want all of my clients to have the healthiest, most enjoyable life that they can because it's short and we don't know when it's going to end. You know, every single moment should be the best it can be and, and be connected. And couples who share fantasies are 60% happier. Wow. So it's about communication. It totally you don't is. Have, that doesn't even mean you have to take part in a fantasy. It's just sharing it. And so, okay, I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. When you have couples and one of them is um, has a healthy fantasy life, if you will, and the other one doesn't, are there tips or tricks or tools you can give them to get more creative in that regard or... How do you coach that? Absolutely. You know, tapping into the things that you've liked in the past that have turned you on and getting. So for women, arousal start begins in the brain. For sure. And so whether it's reading some, you know, just even fantasy novels or erotica, something to spark your interest. And but really looking at those past experiences that have been really great and just reconnecting to and, what it was that worked and for you. finding what that was what's the key element or the its core erotic blueprint of what mm-hmm. that was and it's usually very specific and it runs throughout your life of what you really like but it, because we're so shut down about sex often as women that it's really and men too i have my partner is like oh i don't know if i have any fantasies Mm -hmm. you know and that he just hasn't allowed himself to think about that Mm -hmm. and some people find it to be a distraction but it's actually it's good to indulge in just imagining things in your life you know and that makes so much sense and again i'm going to bring it back to the home um because with my my late husband I know that there were certain things that brought us collectively great joy and and putting physical objects that relate to that memory in our home was wonderful and it's so wonderful now because now that he's gone I can look at the kangaroo and it's like he's in the room with me so it seemed like in this regard too if let's say a couple had an amazing experience in Hawaii you know and putting a little palm tree or a little conch shell or something in the bedroom so they could look at that and reconnect to that perhaps is that the type of thing that yeah absolutely see we could do this people when you buy your house put stuff in it that reminds you of love and intimacy and and connection and ugh. so speaking of Hawaii and going places and bringing back mementos and things. You have some retreats coming up. That's a great segue, Wendy. I do what I can. (laughs) I do my best, darling. So so why do you have retreats and and why would people leave the bedroom and go anywhere else? I mean, that's interesting. Well, it's important to get away from your everyday life to explore. And the retreat that I have coming up is for 
women and especially after two years of the pandemic that Mm -hmm. women typically put themselves after everyone else's needs and even if you just you know people keep asking me why don't you just have one in Ojai or San Clemente it's because it's not far enough away wow really you have to really get out of your own element where you're so I go to we to go to Aruba where the Wi-Fi spotty you're not gonna be able to call people like just get away deliberate and put isolation. yourself first so that you can explore who you really are without your titles and your roles that you play in everyday life that's brilliant because when you love yourself fully and you can really take on who you are as a person you are better at everything else and you're going to be a better support for everyone else as well and so that's really important for couples as well we did because of the pandemic have to postpone our couples retreat Mm. but you know putting the couple first and over the kids or your anything else your job makes you stronger together Mm -hmm. as a a unit that is always going to be rock solid so I'm, I'm curious for this women's only retreat in Aruba that sounds terrible said no one ever um is this going to be for married women so to give their partner a break or is this geared for single women or does it's it matter? geared for all women all sizes colors shapes and right now I have some you know we have a couple slots left it's a we have a private villa on a beach wow and it's a mix of single and married women it sounds so nice when is this march 20th through the 25th it's coming up okay and how much it's 4500 for a shared room and 5500 for a private room private suite i should say it has they have bathrooms and everything and it's all inclusive except for air Oh my goodness. Like absolutely everything. Well, and I know you shared some photos and some details from your last one. And just the photos were so lush and beautiful. And I'm not just talking about the environment. I mean, the the underwater photos of the women were just ethereal and stunning. And you could see they were so relaxed and so joyful. So, yeah, I kind of want to go. Yeah, we do an underwater boudoir photo shoot, which... You know, you just feel weightless in water. So if you're self-conscious about your body, by the time we get to this point, everyone loves their body Mm -hmm. pretty much anyway. But, you know, there's always those little things that you think about that you don't really like, perhaps about, but just all the support of being with like-minded women and them cheering you on and wanting the the photo shoot is life-changing. It's transformative. That's fantastic. All right, so all the gentlemen listening, married or not, you know the old adage, happy wife, happy life. So if you've got a female that you love, 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 and she's been a bit cooped up with the pandemic and she's been taking care of you and the kids and mom and dad and the dog and perhaps has even sacrificed her career, maybe you should call Tiffany. Maybe you should get them on board. Send, Send your loved one to Aruba. All right, so... That's enough about that. Um, we could go on all day, but Paul looks like he's starting to sweat. So, <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> Paul, before I get into asking Tiffany some more personal questions, can you tell us a little bit about our sponsor this week? Absolutely. I don't know if I can uh, get it all out here. I got me blushing and, uh, and, and intrigued and everything here at the same time here. But you always surround yourself with great strategic partners and the most innovative thinkers like our guest today. And that certainly applies to your sponsor, Ford and Diulio. 
Uh, it's an Orange County-based boutique litigation firm with experienced attorneys from big law firms. The people who founded this did it on a real simple principle that their value is tied to uh, what they achieve for you. So they're not there to just drag it out or run the bills up. They're there rewarded for being efficient and effective. And where they engage in relentless pursuit of your goals, your interests, whether in litigation, mediation, or at trial. That's something missing in your life. That's something you'd like to look into more. Why not check out Ford and Diulio? It's Ford Diulio, just like it sounds, F-O-R-D-D-I-U-L-I-O, forddiulio.com. Wendy, Wendy, where do I start with this one here? I don't even know. We, I, I, I'm privileged to say that we've had Tiffany in on other shows here, so I'm familiar with what she's talking about. And I think it's a breath of fresh air, I really do. And I say that as a good old Irish Catholic who was brought not to talk about sex too often here and not to have too many wild fantasies and whatnot here, just sort of have a, you know, a, a vanilla life in the bedroom here. But I think that why is this such an un- spoken topic why in, in a world where you would think you can talk about anything these days oh my god to the point i'm like please i get embarrassed how much detail personal detail we get into the people's lives sex and i think particularly as you get older i think it's just not a topic that people talk about much anymore here great question Tiffany. what do you think tiffany why is it such an, an still I went through the sexual revolution, you know, we all lived that, and why is it still kind of a conversation that couples aren't having? Well, sex is power, and the patriarchy has, for thousands of years, held women back in one way or another being sexual, Whether and it's across, everybody's like, oh, it's because I'm Catholic, or I'm Mormon, or right. I'm Hindi. No, it's actually across every culture, every society, and every religion that sex is taboo to for women. I'll give you an interesting just example of that. So we painted our house a number of years ago, and what started as a one-room project turned into a whole house painting. We don't have a white wall in our house. I thought that was kind of bizarre, but we brought this interior designer in. She and my wife started talking, well, if you could do this, then you might as well do this, and this matches this, and pretty soon we're painting the whole house. And when it came to the bedroom, I thought, well, I'll just put some real sedate color. I'm thinking sleep. And she's saying, why don't you put some spicy color? Why don't you spice up your bedroom? I, we just had white walls in our bedroom. I don't think we ever thought about making it spicy like that or something. And, and that was a great suggestion, I have to say. So uh, any thought goes into designing a bedroom to make it not, I don't know, I, I'm not looking for a boudoir exotic type of thing, but just... Typical things, you saying take electronics out, that makes sense. Uh, any other things in terms of color, sense, design, layout? I don't know. Probably lighting, right? Lighting, making sure that you have kind of that ability to have like candlelight, moonlight, uh, dimmers on your switches mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because... Dimmers, there's one. I never would have thought of that. Okay, dimmers. You know. See, they're either bright, all the lights are all on or it's all dark. Yeah, oh. right. I'll get you a rheostat, okay? I need um. to know. All right. <laughs> That's a great idea. Luxurious fabrics in your bed and you know not make sure that you are talking to each other about what you like so that it's not like overly feminine or oh, mm -hmm. too cold, you know, make sure that it's you're talking to each other that you're doing what works for you and of course there is feng shui where you can do different walls, different colors and putting your bed in certain positions that definitely will spice up your sex life. This is just one more reason for them to call you and say, come check out my bedroom, yeah, right. you know? Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that you say that 
um, because men and women clearly do have different ideas about how a bedroom should look. And I this really hit me when I had my first party um, with my social circle of friends and men and women alike came and two men went into my master bedroom and said, "Ugh, thank God it's not all gaudy and colorful. And I was like, what? You know, but I'm not their partner, so they were comfortable speaking their mind. But clearly there's a very different take on how a bedroom should look, and that's meaningful that the couple who's going to occupy that room should probably talk about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Paul. You never you never disappoint. You I, I love it. I love Interesting it. Interesting questions. Yeah. All right. I'm going to launch into um, my tradition, and this is, I think, my favorite part. So every week I ask guests my own version of the Proust Vanity Fair questionnaire. And uh, let's start with this. Miss Tiffany, what city do you call home? I am in Long Beach. I love that city. I do too. How long have you been there? I have been there since 2004. Oh, a good long time. And and I'm assuming you love living there because you're still there. I do. What do you I, love? I love that, well, I live downtown. So kind of the best of both worlds. One, my neighborhood is very walkable. Mm-hmm. I could have everything that I need close by. Great restaurants, my favorite watering holes, and I have the beach. I love so downtown. So it's beach. like, yeah. you know, I have water, I have culture, I have fun, but in business, but I also can just escape really quickly. There's just a healing power to the beach and the ions and all of that. And I'm sorry, it's sensual, right? I mean, the ocean, mm-hmm. how could you not just connect with yourself when you're walking along the beach? So it makes complete sense. And it's between, you know, L.A. and Orange County. So it's very central. Mm-hmm. You Make- can get to all your people. Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. So do you have a most treasured possession? And if so, what is that? That is a great question. I've thought about that recently about like what would I grab right. if I left if something happened exactly fire you got to run fire mm-hmm. um, earthquake you got to get out you know my cat is my prized possession but besides that I'm a big nostalgia person I love all my stuff mm-hmm. um, but I think I would grab my mom's recipes oh well certainly that would be irreplaceable what would you yeah. do. And where are they? Are they stored in a book or? Um, I have, she did put them digitally. She typed them all up, uh, quite a few of them all up before um, she passed away. But also I have some more that I need to digitize that are in her handwriting that I want to make sure that we keep That's for fantastic. generations. Wonderful. Maybe someday that'll be your next book. Recipes from Mama. I love that. Okay, so what do you consider given all you've done and all the people that you've helped and all the hospitals you've spoken at, what do you consider your greatest achievement to date? I think the greatest achievement is that I'm made it through 10 years of business. Yes. And I was really a pioneer in this industry of safe sex toys and being open about speaking about intimacy and sex very frankly and honestly. And I think some of the my biz- biggest success stories have been with the work that I've done with cancer survivors. Right, and okay, I have two questions here. When you say safe sex toys, are you talking about safe sex or safe toys? Safe toys, so what, what do you ke- mean? chemicals that are outlawed in children's toys are outlawed in adult toys and they have some of the most toxic chemicals that disrupt our endocrine systems. So you're kidding. Cause- no, and we put those in the most absorbent parts of our body. 
That's incredible. So the FDA prevents, or whomever it is, prevents certain chemicals to be in children's toys, but an adult person can harm themselves with it anyway. Yeah, because we don't want to talk about sex or sex toys. Nobody uses those. They're novelty items. Good grief, people. This is appalling. Okay, and moving on. So you mentioned cancer patients and your company, Sexy Survivors. Can you tell us quickly what that's about? Yeah, so... About 10 years ago now, I um, began a foundation side of my business called Sexy Survivors because I found that that was a huge um, missing link in recovery and Mm. that when you go through cancer treatment, especially but any traumatic experience that you have a body altering surgery or treatments that cause disruption of how you're used to having your body Mm -hmm. is that sex is a big part of recovery and that's usually the number one question that people ask is how's this going to make my sex life afterwards Mm -hmm. and the doctors don't know how to talk about it and no one else does really so and this is men and women alike oh absolutely yeah i mean obviously i'm familiar with all the female issues but you know prostate issues Mm -hmm. and cancer and so forth it's got to be um really emasculating well and it's not just genital cancers or intimate Um, body part cancers I have a client right now that her husband had throat cancer and he coughs at night so he doesn't even want to sleep in the same bedroom you know Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that is uh, eroding the intimacy and so getting them to be able to to get back on the right path of him loving himself again I love that and it's so important that you're doing that work in connection with being a solopreneur and keeping your business afloat to dedicate that much time to the the nonprofit and the philanthropy is incredible it's truly admirable Um, all right so really quickly before you tell them how they can find you because everyone's going to want to do you have a personal motto and if so what is that live with passion nice oh that's fantastic of course of course all right so Everybody listening is going to need you at one time or another. Tell them how they can reach you. Easiest way is to either go on social media to at, at Entice Me Soirees or just go to EnticeMe.com. All my contact information is there. That's fantastic. Okay, perfect. And again, March 15th or 16th? March 20th through 28th. Thank you. 25th. Okay, people, Aruba, go. All right, I'm going to have to wrap it up here. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's so beautiful to to see you. It's good to see you too. I can't wait to hear how Aruba goes. So everyone else, stay tuned. Next week we have an interview with Roy Allen. He is a distinguished economist and he advises family offices and institutional investors. And he has a really interesting niche. I can't wait to have him talk with us about that. And of course, as always, please follow Veracity Real Estate Co. on Instagram and LinkedIn. And you'll be able to find this show and all of our other podcasts wherever you most like to listen to podcasts. Be well. (laughs) 